Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to find out how Spider-Man Far From Home is far from done at the box office, plus Stuber hits the cruise control and drives right to number three. Bring it to break it all down, next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Hey, everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. And I feel so good. Welcome, everybody, to the show that looks back at the box office that was, and then we... Prognosticate. Done. That's right. We're all business today. I am Frank Moran. What's up? Carrie Lane here. I'm Amy Cassandra-Martinez. And making us look good and sound even better is Brianna in the booth. Hey, everybody. And, uh, folks, as always, if you want to follow us along and join in the conversation, first of all, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Either give it a thumbs up. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And of course, the chats have been running, but Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Uh, yes, Frank, you all can comment down below. Oh, fantastic. So, folks, we're going to be breaking down this week's box office, talking about some new trailers, some other films that have uh, we've seen in the meantime. And then at the end, we'll do some uh, hot spoiler takes on Crawl and Stuber. Can't wait. So, we'll give you plenty of events notice if you want to duck out and miss those spoiler <laughs> fill takes. I mean, why would you, though? Yeah, I mean, oh, trust yeah. me, it'll save yeah. you some hard-earned money at the bottom. Oh. Yes. Uh, but before we uh, get going, though, first, let's give a big thanks, a uh, big congratulations, I should say, to Amy Cassandra Martina. She crushed it on the UCB show today. Oh, Frank. Thanks, yes. guys. Thank you. Um, yeah. That's right. Why should people know what, what it was in so, case they don't know? UCB stands for Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. and we just do all kinds of improv. Um, Amy Poehler is associated with it. Uh, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts. Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Um, and yeah, so I finished up my Improv 101 class, and today we Yay. had our performance, and I was a total mess, but I was Aww. super excited, and it was fun. It was, I mean, improv and hosting go, like, kind of hand in hand a little bit. Um, they really do, like, help each other out, mm-hmm. so it was so much fun to do that, but I will be continuing. Yay. So I'm excited to, like, continue improving at improv. Nicely done. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> so, folks, we're going to jump right into this weekend's top five. As I mentioned there at the top, Spider-Man Far From Home, once again dominating the box office, admittedly against poor competition. But regardless, still crushed it with another $45.3 million. Now, Amy and I talked about our feelings about the film uh, last week. Carrie was Spider-Man. Yes. Carrie's away at the Anime Expo, yes. living her best life there. Uh, but you got a chance to see it now. I did. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Because there were some things that were like, oh, come on. Uh, what does that mean, oh, come on? Are we semi-spoilers? Yeah, go ahead. Having his face visible to people that are not 100% guaranteed to be a safe person. I thought that was so weird of like, if I don't know you and I'm Spider-Man, I'm keeping that mask on. Oh, when So when, when he, he walks goes... in and Mysterio's like, oh, cool, now I know exactly who you are now, all that. I'm like, mm. I don't know, that just mm-hmm. was a major, it felt out of character in a way of like I think you'd be more cautious about it though I guess he still knew that he's not trying to keep it so much a secret identity I guess I don't know it felt weird um, uh, but I, I guess to that point I would guess when you find out what, what the real is with Nick Fury at the end had it been the real Nick Fury would he have been so cavalier mm-hmm. with telling Spider-Man to go like hey yeah that's fine no big deal um, I mean, overall, it's definitely very entertaining. It was very fun. Um, I don't know, just something wasn't quite there enough. Also, the running around and, like, covering, like, oh, yeah, I'm sick, I'm gone. Like, I'm glad it kind of is out in the open now because, like, okay, let's next part. Because it didn't. I don't feel that was such a problem in the first one. 
So uh, I do think I like the first one much better, but this one was definitely a fun continuation. Now I want to see what happens next. Well, it's certainly, I think, easier to make your excuses when you're just local bound. In yeah. Tennessee. But when you're doing a school trip to Washington, yeah. D.C., or you're traveling around the world on a, on a summer trip, harder to make those excuses and that have people go like, hey, what's up? Yeah, it's really <laughs> easy to guy. put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the chemistry romance is cute, and uh, the friendship, and like, oh, the teachers, I didn't think they were funny. Uh, I felt yeah. they were trying to, uh, well, it's either, they either are supposed to be funny, or they're supposed to be awkward, and I felt they were definitely the awkward. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I, I bet mean, people laughed. If you thought they were funny, like, this is great. I just I just thought they were like, didn't do it for me. No, I understand. And they're in it a lot. They they certainly are. I mean, Martin Best, you know, I mean, I liked his character in the small doses that he was in in Homecoming, so I didn't mind I think that's what it's more, they just had too much of it. Like, okay, scale it back to slow. J.B. Smooth didn't do, like, it's like, yeah, like, he could have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline not been in the film and I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Wasn't anything that I was like, I mean, as much as yeah. I enjoyed J.B. Smooth, I was like, eh, didn't need him. But again, it's it was definitely good and I wouldn't not see it kind of a thing and I want to know what's next. There you go. I feel like uh, I felt very much the same way as okay. you did, Carrie. Uh, I felt I thought we might be on some other way. You, got, you got your Spider-Man Far From Home uh, back tat. You yes. So, much. so in our time, away. yeah, yeah. You guys will have to stay tuned until yeah. the end. Hey. I mean, to say that. And then also, I did like the reveal of what was really going on. Like that was interesting, though. And I still think multiverse could be a thing. It certainly could be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like nothing's off the table. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, maybe. Uh, coming in number two, staying strong is another repeat. The Toy Story four from Disney, another twenty point six million dollars. Coming in at number three was one of our two new films this week, Crawl, from Paramount, $12 million straight up. I got a chance to see this film, so I'll talk about my thoughts on this film towards mm-hmm. the end of the show. Uh, Amy, you decided not to see this as much as you love a good horror movie. Yeah, I was busy hmm, okay. seeing Paul McCartney in concert. You know. Um, so I did not go see Crawl. But I've heard great things, which I was already going to see it, even though it sounded kind of like, what? Um, so I'm glad to hear that people did like it. Some people might not have liked it. I'm looking at you, Frank, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, Frank, we'll how'd, you, how'd you feel about it? Briefly, uh, and then you'll get into it yes. more later. I mean, certainly between these two films that came out this week, Crawl and Stuber, having seen both, uh, Crawl is a much better use of your time. Okay. Stuber, no. That's not yeah. so much. No. Uh, no, Crawl is great. I mean, it's uh, what it does. I mean, it's under 90 minutes. It, uh, it sets nice. it up. It executes. It ratchets, it ratchets up the, uh, the tension, and then it gets it out. So, it's fun. And if you're looking for some, there's some good moments of it. If you want those quality kind of uh, gore and kills, mm-hmm. there's just enough of that for you to go like, all right. Good stuff. And <laughs> you know, admittedly, it wasn't until I watched the film, because even last week, I criticized, like, why do they call this crawl? Because the gators are swimming. But then realizing mm. that it's the majority of the film, they're, crept, they're trapped in a crawl space. Ah. The humans are. So, again, that's where the crawl comes from. So now, I'm satisfied. <laughs> you're satisfied <laughs> with the title? Is it one of those, it's like... A disaster monster movie rolled into one guilty pleasure fun? Well, I mean... Because from the trailer, that's what I was getting. Because part of it, you go, 
it seemed interesting enough for those like okay disaster movie monster movie just popcorn flick fun gore maybe some suspense but ultimately you just kind of rolled your eyes like really this is the next monster movie that's come out yeah i mean the which i did appreciate the alligators aren't treated as uh more than what they normally are. Okay, that's good. Which is good. So it's just, you know, it's humans against alligators. Yeah, and you're just trying to figure some stuff out. Mm -hmm. And the backdrop of a hurricane basically just helps set the the environment and the set pieces. So it's not like it's, like, day after tomorrow or anything like that, where it's like, oh, it's a a world-ending kind of cataclysm. Yeah. It just helps set the environment. There you go. Uh, but I'll share more at the end of the, okay. the, the show. Uh, number four, I guess, as I mentioned earlier, Stuber, our other new film that came out this week. Uh, that made eight, a little over a hair, a hair over $8 million. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, it was also the subject of this week's box office bet. Yes, it was. Uh, sadly, Carrie uh, being away at Anime Expo, Darn. there was really no room to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, also Brie was absent from last week's episode. So it just came down. It was a, uh, a, a, a duo just me and Amy. Um, a duel. Just the box du- duel. Yeah, duel. Mm, I yes. like that. Uh, and uh, sadly, I, I ate it big time on that one. <laughs> you did. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't... Well, Amy was pretty much spot on. She bet $8 million. It made $8,043,000. Thank you. I will collect my trophy after the show. Uh, I ate it. I went high. It went $11 million. So. Not did too bad, though. At all? Pardon? Did you laugh I at all? I did at him losing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh. that, yes. Because the trailer had moments that I go, okay, maybe. But then also where you probably are, I bet you also were like, ah, yeah. That is a movie that, it's just watching it now in 2019 just seems so weird to me. Because this is a film that if you were in high school Mm -hmm. and you wanted to go and rent a movie back then when they still had blockbusters or Dude, they did a blockbuster pop-up. I didn't go, but I've seen people's pictures, and I'm like, why? <laughs> For, that. Yeah. But that's the kind of one you do with your friends, and you're just like, hey, man, all right, we're hanging out tonight. Something stupid, Let's funny. Let's just watch okay. this. I feel like that would be it. It just has um, that feeling that's something you don't want to see in the theater, but it's just like, it's either a directed DVD or just a, uh, or, or a rental. You're like, let's find a dumb movie and just watch it. <laughs> and it's not even, maybe maybe as a kid you'd laugh more, but having watched so many of these tropes, and these uh, kind of mm. scenarios, you're just like there is just absolutely nothing new to this, and it's it's rough. It's a it's a it's rough. It's not really funny. Mm. That the bad guy is pretty much you know just a, a non entity, mm-hmm. and the ending is so mediocre. Oh, it's so mediocre. Mm. So yes, uh, do yourself a favor and don't go see Stuber. You know, um, as much as I like uh, Camille okay. and Johnny, I, I do enjoy him. And Dave Batista is he's mm-hmm. fine in certain things. This is an absolute waste of your time at the box. At the Trailer movies. for his new one too, where he's the bodyguard guy. Yeah, my spy. Uh, Maybe. I feel like it's been Whatever. done before. Um, I like yeah. the one where it was like um, Vin Diesel did one of those. The already. pacifier. Yeah, which that was kind of cute. Yeah. Funny. You know, and it is uh, Dave Bautista. There's something mm-hmm. about seeing him with hair, like a full head of hair. That just oh. looks weird. <laughs> like, I either need him bald or just, like, really tight buzz cut. Yeah, yeah. To have, like, the, the kind of shaggier do that he's got in this film, it's just like, <laughs> I just feel like, that's, that's just bad hair. That Aww. is bad hair. Wow. Mm. Yes. So, not a great film, folks. Uh, I'll, I'll share a few, a little bit of things at the end okay. of the movie. Yeah. It's, trust me. Just no, don't see it. Gotcha. Uh, and they're running our top five Fox, uh, from Universal yesterday. Another $6.75 million. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that was our uh, top five. And, of course, we mentioned the box office bet. I ate it and 
did my penance and went and saw Stuber. I, I thought for a minute, because when they said, hey, projections could be up as high as 11, I'm like, all right, I'm still not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, but by, you know, middle middle of the day yesterday, I was like, all right, I better go see this movie, because mm. this is going to be rough. Uh, there's not really going to be much of a box office bet for next week. Of course, we're going to do one, but usually we get you folks there in the chat to start voting, voting on one of the new films coming out this week. But next week, there's only one film. And then I should say, also, we will not be here next week because there's a thing happening in San Diego, just a you know, few hours south of us called Comic Con. Really it's tiny. a small little gathering of a few yeah. a few select people. Yeah. But the Comic Con is happening next Whee! week, and Amy and Carrie will both be there yeah. doing their thing. So make sure to follow them all over social media because yes. they're going to be getting up to a lot of cool stuff down there. So you want to follow their adventures. I will just be here, just uh, weeping, weeping softly, having some FOMO, having a. <laughs> You know, I'm all right. It's a little bit of both. You have that, like, maybe, and then, oh, those crowds and all that, yeah. I still don't mind the crowds, and I don't wait for the, anytime I do go, I never wait for those lines and Hall H's. I don't care about those. You're VIP, of course. Not anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the pocketbook is, it's like, now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't afford it. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make me feel like I'm missing out. I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, fair. So. Um, a quick thing from the chat: Jenna James said, "Crawl was what Meg should could have been." I would, I would agree. I, I felt like, I mean, Meg is, uh, you know, I mean, the the, the, the animal itself. But what I missed is that you wanted to see that oversized monster that you felt like you were going to get. Uh, but crawl, I mean, treats the alligators as alligators, but it gives you. It's short, sweet, to the point, and okay. there's some good quality kills. So I'd like that. I would agree that's a much better execution on a premise of people interacting with a dangerous creature. Hmm. I might want to check out a crawl. I thought it was interesting via the trailer, and I liked Meg. I thought it was it is fun and over the top of like, but that's what the trailer sold you on. So if you thought it was going to be otherwise, but it never got quite over the top. Oh, it could have been for more me. for you. For yeah, for Meg, okay. for sure. Okay, it was silly. Yeah, yeah, but, but not as good as you wanted it to. Be. Oh no, okay. Silly doesn't. But I also like. Good. Did you ever like the? Well, there's quite a few the Piranha movies. The I saw the. I never saw the second one. I saw the first one, and did, I was like, all right. That's did you fun. see the newer ones? Like last, like there's that ones from the '80s, and then there's some that were made more recently. Yeah, the Piranha, the one like, with uh, with Adam Scott. Yeah, that he's in there. I saw that one, but I did not see Piranha. Tri- is it triple triple D three something like that yeah one, two double they D were fun like, like it's it was so <laughs> yeah, <it's>, what yeah <laughs> yeah well they have a part where literally a girl's breasts get eaten and like the silicon sinks to the floor in the oh. ocean like it's they go there right. of being that over the top and that's why they're kind of fun because that one is that they're like yeah we know we know we're obnoxiously we're bizarre. Just gonna, yeah, to go do it. Go for it. And there's more. Because <laughs> there's, there's other body parts. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell in the first yeah. piranha. Where he just gets his legs and other yeah, parts just not down. You just get to see his little scrawny little yeah. skeleton legs. Oh, good stuff. Um, I was going to say a movie, too. So seeing since we covered the main box office, one that you all can go see. I uh, saw um, prior to Anime Expo and premiere to Anime Expo as well is Sound Euphonium, the movie our promise, a brand new day. It's a very long title. Uh, so that one is going to be in theaters. You can check fathomevents.com, and it's by uh, Eleven Arts. And uh, on the fifteenth, they're having another screening. They had a screening on the eleventh as well. So check um, Fathom Events so you can see your local theater. Uh, they premiered an Anime Expo and did really well. It's a kind of slice of life and how there's like sports anime. This is a orchestra class like club and they're um doing music oh my gosh like them if you like music and band i mean it's gorgeous wait, music is 
Is it orchestra or is it band? It's like a full orchestra. Oh, okay. Inclusive. And they have a class, and they're it's like a club, and they're going to try to go to nationals and compete and everything. Oh, my God. And so the music that happens throughout is just so beautiful, and you're just, like, sitting there like, oh, it's so pretty. And the, and the animation's great, and it's just kind of about, like, high school and relationships and kind of navigating, like, wow. how you interact with your classmates, upperclassmen, romantic relationships. So it's very cute, and uh, it's based on a series. I haven't watched the series, and I still wasn't. I still enjoyed the movie, so you don't have to watch it. You just maybe know backstory on characters, but... Uh, still really cute movie, so check out Sound Euphonium and uh, check it out on Fathom Events so you can find out if it's playing at a theater near you. Well, look at that. Uh, as Before we get into international numbers and things like that, I mean, we didn't really spend enough time last week. I know Amy took a little time to talk about she's been watching mm-hmm. so many films mm-hmm. and she, she hit a big mm-hmm. milestone last week. Uh, Amy, what was your milestone and how did you celebrate it? So I have officially watched 100 movies this year. Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, I, of course, like, these are, um, like, not original films, but not, like, doubling up. So technically I've seen more than 100, but it's, like, 100. Does that make sense? As in you hadn't seen before? Not necessarily. Okay. So I've seen 100 movies this year, and um, my 100th movie was Instant Family, which I honestly can't remember if I had to watch it a long time ago or not, but it was definitely one that I wanted to. And it was so sweet. Rose Byrne is just a treasure. I feel like she just needs to do more stuff. Um, there was there was heart to it. There was a lot of comedy. Um, and it wasn't, like, if it was cheesy, it was supposed to be cheesy at those moments. So it made sense and it was extra funny. Um, the heartfelt moments just kind of like, whoa, kind of came out of nowhere. But in a really good way so that they surprised you. Aww. I did cry. Um, yeah, I... I I'm not super familiar with, you know, like, foster homes and that whole system, but it really, like, opened my eyes up to it. I'm like, wow, you know, like, there's a whole bunch of different topics that I don't think most movies even touch on, and I like that Instant Family did that. And from what I've heard, you know, it was actually pretty good. Like, it did a really good job being accurate with that. So uh, I do highly recommend it. Don't just dismiss it because you think it's, like, dumb. Or whatever. But it's that was actually, Mark Wahlberg in there. He's actually really good. Is he? Yes. Right. It's a really good movie. Like, I don't remember what I rated it, but um, yeah, definitely a high recommend. I gave it five stars. I gave it five stars. What? Wow. <laughs> out of five? Five stars? Yes, out of five. Okay. Wow. All right. Does that convince you to watch it now? No. That makes I think it looks cute. It I just, I, well, this hasn't gone to it yet, but exactly. it looks cute. It's definitely worth a watch, and I think... Mm, I think it came out at the end. Mm. It was telling the last year. Right? Yes. So it's like a great, kind of like a holiday movie where you reevaluate your life and everything, um, your choices, and just what you want to be doing moving forward. And it's Aww. one of those things where it's like, wow. Like, we are, you know, so hashtag blessed to be able to have, like, so many opportunities oh, when yeah. some people mm-hmm. just don't have that. And I think that's a lesson that can be learned at any time of the year. So, Which was a better res- representation to you of that whole foster care system? Was it this film or Shazam? Mm. I mean, I'm not familiar with the foster care system based off of, like, anything I've seen up close. Yeah. So it's pretty much between those two, just off of movies. And I... Um, I kind of like Instant Family more, honestly, based off of that, just because Octavia Spencer and Tig Notaro 
did a really good job. Um, there's this scene where they're all, like talking to all the parents that are going to start going through that whole process. And they're like, you know, you're going to face a lot of hardships and you're going to think that you understand everything that's going on. And it's not going to be that easy. These are kids or even some teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, that get adopted or fostered because um, it's first like fostering them and then possibly going into adoption. And uh, there's this one part where Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne's characters are like, guys, like, I hate to say this, but it's been going really, really well for us. And everyone around them at the group starts laughing. And they're like, no, like, what's going? No, no, we're serious. Everything's going great. People are like, this is a honeymoon phase. Stuff ah. will change. And sure enough, it does. So it doesn't, like, sugarcoat everything, but it also it doesn't make it, like, super dark and terrifying. Like, I, I feel like it does a really good job balancing both. Yeah. So highly recommend. Watch it. And, uh, yeah, get some tissues just in case. Okay. Yeah. I just cry right into my shirt. Oh, we'll do that. You know, some people are t-shirt criers. Others are Kleenex criers. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) Your boat, yeah. Uh, So, folks, international numbers here as we move abroad. So Spider-Man Far From Home captured another $100 million from the international box office this weekend, lifting the offshore total to $572.5 million. And that basically uh, sets a Tom Holland starring uh, vehicle to a, a past 2007 Spider-Man 3 to become the top overseas grocer of the franchise. Woo-hoo. There you go. So global total, $847 million. Woo-hoo. Not so, too shabby. No, no, no. I mean, they're talking about this could be a, a billion-dollar film. <laughs> right? <you>. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. A billion dollars. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man 3 did $891 million globally for its unadjusted final, and Spider-Man Homecoming brought in $880.2 million. So... Looks like uh, Spider-Man Far From Home will beat both of those. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, now, Amy, somebody who wants to see these Marvel films succeed and yes. top records, do you see it making a billion dollars? Yes. Okay. Which yeah. make, Does it make it to a billion dollars before or after Avengers Endgame uh, fails? It's not going to fail. <laughs> to get Avatar's record. It's not going to fail. It's not? It's not? Um, okay. But I think it will do it before. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, also, uh, we did mention The Lion King is going to be the only film that's opening next weekend. So, we'll do our box office bet on that. But it is already opened in China. Those lucky dogs got a sneak peek of it before us. And it got $54.7 million there. So, basically, that is uh, a, a nice indication that the good things are coming for this. So, mm-hmm. although I feel like the, the reviews have been sort of mixed. Yeah, which I don't care for. Uh, (laughs) Don't you give me my liking with mixed reviews? No. No, 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 I don't like what you're doing. I feel the same if I've heard both of, like, people have enjoyed it and others are like, eh. I like, um, uh, uh, Joelle said on Twitter, she's been a host here at AfterBuzz, uh, said something to the extent of it it wasn't as, I forget, uh, pretty much like it didn't have the grandeur of the animated one. Uh, like, they didn't have that, like, grandiose mm. feel to it compared to the animated film. Like, it's essentially based on Shakespeare, and it didn't have that epic. And I'm like, okay, that's a nice way to frame, like, it's good, but it didn't have the, ah, like, yeah. that. Because what, what I've heard, too, along those same lines is that the live-action film, the animals, they can't emote as much as they would in animation. For them, well, because the animation, you could take liberties and really make the face expressive exactly. versus... So that that just kind of okay. helps to under it doesn't give those moments that as makes you're sense. saying that kind of gravitas mm-hmm. you're hoping mm-hmm. for. What I've heard is that I, I mean, especially I mean, we know 
we know Lion King. We know what happens at the beginning. Yeah. I heard that that's pretty intense, um, especially for little ones. So I'm like, okay. So I'll make sure to cover my eyes. That's what you're trying to say. Sure. That really just, right. it hurt my, my soul when I like first vividly remember watching oh, it. Oh, yeah. So no. mm-hmm. that's certainly going to be something to see on the big screen. All right. Uh, pseudo tie into that and little kids reacting. When I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, I had a little kid behind me be like, Iron Man's dead? And I was like, oh, oh no, they didn't no. know going in. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't know, it's been out for a while, so. Spoiler. Not really spoiler, but. But it's in choice. Yeah, this, I have a feeling like Avengers Endgame might be too much, or even a, in, Infinity War and Endgame, too much for the kid, but. Yeah. yeah Spider-Man, cool, family yeah. fun. We could bring so it So apparently there. they didn't know, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but they got to see him come, you know, crawl out of the grave as a, you know, iron oh. zombie. So I'm sure that did well for you. Any nightmares at all. <laughs> None. Uh, so, uh, speaking of Disney films there, Toy Story 4 has topped $770 million worldwide and landed $15.3 million in its debut in Japan. So, the best start for a Disney animation slash, pic- slash Pixar film. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Then, we, Of course, we've got Avengers Endgame, whose global, global gross this weekend lifted it to $272.78 uh, $2 million. Yes, there you go. Yeah, finally, right. right. So yes, yeah, so it's still ever so, ever so infinitesimally crawling towards Avatar. You know, I, I zombie crawling. It's Slow. not the zombie run. <laughs> That's right. Slow and steady wins the race. Okay. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Annabelle comes home. Came in with another eighteen point one million dollars this weekend in seventy eight markets, and Paramount's Crawl sank its teeth into four point eight million dollars from twenty markets. Nine percent ahead of the shallows and fifteen percent above Piranha 3D. Uh, the shallows. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the one with Blake Lively. Yeah, where she's stuck in that rock and then yeah, she and swims the down the bottom situation. and you know blows up a bunch of stuff to get away from that shark. Yeah, yeah that pesky shark. Mm, you know. There you go. Uh, now Aladdin, it is uh, now top nine hundred and six million dollars globally, with a mere sixteen percent drop overseas this week, including uh, it had jumps in Germany, Korea, and Australia. Oh. So it looks like a one billion dollar finish could be close to this, although Lion King coming out next week could kind of curtail that. So. Yeah, we'll but see. still, it's still doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, nine hundred sixty million. I guess that's okay. Not too bad. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's if fine. That's what you're into. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, folks, uh, we're going to do our, our top five as well as our box office bet for next week. So we'll kick it off here with our top five for next week. Again, the only film entering oh. into the field is Lion King, 4,500 screens. The live, a- well, I say live action, the the live CGI, CGI re- yeah. reimagining yeah. the animated They need Disney to make film. a new term for it because it's a newer thing of That's it. That's true. Yeah. Let's spend the rest of the time coming up with our new name for this guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> so on 4,500 screens. It's going to uh, be number one. Yes. Do mm-hmm. we do we see everything just basically shifting down by one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't disagree with you there. Yeah. Same. That's crazy if that happens because that has Disney at the top three films then. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, not surprised. Got their fingers in all the pies as it were. No, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they know how to make stuff that people like. Mm-hmm. Or at least people come out to pay money to see yeah. if they like it or not. That's a whole other question. <laughs> you still showed up. Or it's the promise that it, or the, yeah, almost promise that you think it will be good. 
I mean, and if you're looking now with the acquisition of Lucasfilm, you know, they've got the whole Star Wars franchise. They've got mm. Marvel. They've got the acquisition oh of Fox. The mm-hmm. Alien films, if you want to look at that as a franchise. Wow. I mean, they're bringing in the X-Men films. At some point, Marvel mm-hmm. will redo the X-Men films. So it's, Marvel has set them, or Disney has set themselves up uh, for box office dominance for a long time to come. I really don't see any other, I can't really see any other movie studio really taking them on. I mean, with so many franchises that they've got at their disposal, mm-hmm. it's hard to see any other studio saying, yeah, we can we can match you. Yeah. yeah That's terrifying. Yeah, not so much. Nah. <laughs> for other it's people. It's not fair, almost, yeah. for like the smaller ones that want, smaller companies that want to make something great. But then maybe it'll go that way. It's like, it will, then that, maybe that more indie market will thrive because people are so burnt out by the giant blockbusterness of what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I, you know, whether I mean, Mar- I feel like Disney learned a lesson with Star Wars how aggressive they were with you know the the uh, the new the new trilogy, mm-hmm. but then intermixing it with Solo and uh, the other films too as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Rogue uh, Rogue Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But I feel like they kind of dialed that back, and now they've kind of slowed their pace in terms of releasing those. Whether Marvel finds itself at that point, mm. I, I mean, it hasn't happened yet because all mm-hmm. the films are still really eagerly anticipated, but. What will be that film that kind of makes them think like, oh yeah, maybe we should not do three films a year. Maybe we should just do two, or maybe we're just doing one film. Hmm. I don't know if that if that's coming on the horizon. I don't know. I think it'll be curious to see after Comic Con and D twenty three with Marvel <laughs> kind of announcing what uh, Phase Four is going to be like in the films right. and all that stuff. If that gets people excited, yeah. I mean, there, we yeah. certainly know some of the films, but I'm sure there's a few things that we don't know about yet. Yeah, sure. So, folks, all right. So it's time for our box office bet. With our one film, we're not going to find out the answer to this for two whole weeks, guys. So this is, uh, you know, this person's going to be basking with his victory glow for two whole weeks. Hmm. So make it count, everybody. Lion King, 4,500 uh, screens there. Hmm. And the way the box office bet is that we're all going to bet on what we think the opening box office total will be. Usually we have opened it up to the chat to vote on that film, but we only have one film this week. So we're just going to go with the Lion King. The person that's closest will get to be like Amy this week and bask. In the in the, the break low yeah. of prognostication, uh, and the loser mm. will be like me and spend a, an hour and a half of their life mm-hmm. in the dark theater watching Stuber, and being really sad. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So, all right, forty five hundred mm. screens now. Uh, the Jungle Book when that opened, that was kind of like the I the one you could most equate it to in terms of the style of the film. Not necessarily, yeah. you know, it How doesn't much have. Did that make? Uh, it, it made oh, a little over $100 million. Okay. But The Lion wow. King is probably a more beloved title than Correct. Jungle Book. No, I Jungle Book's great. It is, but I do think there's a lot Ken of... Ken Jack says 201. Woo! Oh, man. Uh, John says 185. Jenna says 159. Now, i got to remember, like, Beauty and the Beast, that did way better than anybody was anticipating his opening weekend, too. Ryan says 230. I'm really yeah, lost with the number right now. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That's next week. Next week is July Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think they were thinking that maybe we should do Oh, should we bet on that, that now? Because we won't be we'll here next be week here. to bet on Oh, sure. We can we absolutely can. bet on that. Why not? You guys want us to, like, win twice. I see what you're saying. Wow. Mm. All right. Neil mm-hmm. says 195. I might be Lanking. one thing, but I, I found a number, and I'm going to stick with it. Lanking. I have yet and, to find that number. Mm. Uh... I'll do Once Upon a Time. Once Upon. All right. Got this typed in. We got... Look at this, folks. We're going to double the box oh office. Because gosh. we love you guys. We're going to do double the betting. Mm. All right. 
So here we go. I'll do my first bet here for Lion King. I got mine. Uh, Amy, you good? You still thinking about Lion King? No. Thank you. <laughs> I've never right. been Bree? so confused about it. You number. good? You ready? Uh, sure. No. <laughs> that's the sign of confidence. A lot of confidence, guys. Like. Yes. All right. Uh, Bree, kick us off, please. Are we just doing Lion King first? Lion King yes. first, okay, yes. Okay, because I had not thought about the Hollywood one yet. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Uh, Lion King, I'm going to go... Oh, 162 million. Ooh, all right. I like that. I like that. I like Bree's bets because it doesn't go to the, like the zeros and the fives. She gets those nice minute numbers mm. in between. I can kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. Okay, all let's right. get to it. One thirty-five. Interesting. I feel oh, like that's no. low. I feel like that's really low. I one forty. One forty. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. Here we go. One forty for Carrie, and then me, the big dum dum. I went. Uh, I went one seventy-five. Oh, okay. I think because I think Beauty and the Beast did over 150, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is going to be more beloved than Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Emma Raygun says 180. For once, they said 60. Uh-oh, okay, cool. Ryan says 29. Jenna says 40. What's well, giving us a range? Because I was like, oh, I don't know for. Um. I mean, okay. I think people are excited. I mean, to see a Quentin Tarantino film. I don't think it's still going to be coming out on the heels of Lion King, so I don't think it's going to take number one that week. Mm. And I. It also has some big names in it. It does have some big names. Um, okay. Real quick, I want to just look at Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it was the last quick. big one. Neilis, oh wait, uh, Rodney says 157 for Lion King. Neil says 55 for once. Ken Jack says 48 for once. All right, so his last film was Hateful Eight. And that made... That was back in 2015. That made $4.6 million. But it's also a Western. It had, some fun, it had a fun cast. Only and, made four? And only made 4.6 its opening weekend. It's a, it was a long film. It, I mean, there was time. It That's was, was going to have an intermission at some theaters. Uh, but that also had some big people in it as well. Yeah, so his highest grossing one, though, is Inglorious Bastards, which came out in 2009, $38 million. Mm. So... John you know, says 44. I think I want you to... Ooh, all right. So with that, I I could see this coming in pra, eh, with, with the cast. I think it could come in number two. With think, what? With how much? Uh, opening weekend. Oh, really? How about we keep that to ourselves? <laughs> yeah, we're going to give that away. Mm. No, 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 no. Uh, but I think I think there's I think the the subject matter seems appealing to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cast. Yeah. So I feel like westerns is as cool as many people. Some people find them. It is a turnoff to some people. Yes. And you're like, no, And it's also a long, it was also, or it is a long movie. Yeah. All right. Okay. I've got my Once Upon a Time as well. Bree, are you good for Once Upon a Time? Yeah, I think I've got it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Full of confidence today. She's like, Fantastic. Oh, All right. Bree, what do you got? I'm going to go 58. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Coming out with confidence. You know, I, I'm an envy of that bet. 57. 57. Oh, intriguing. All right. Carrie? 37. 37. Ooh, and I went with with 42, taking a a page from Brie. There you go. So, all right, uh, 37 and 42. All right, so some pretty hot, exciting bets here. Uh, You know, Amy, uh, Amy, you got to worry about that. 
That Lion King. No, you've got to worry about it. I'm fine. <laughs> it's not like I had the hardest time picking numbers this week or anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so folks, we only have a few minutes left, so we'll wrap up the show and do a couple of little uh, spoiler minutes of Crawl and Stuber. But in the meantime, folks, thanks for watching. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up, or two, or three, or four, or five, or however many you can. And Carrie, if they're watching after a stream live, what can they do? Yes, Frank, you all can comment down below. Fantastic. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show's over, Bree, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Bree, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M-T-Z. Nailed it. And on Geek Bomb, guys. <laughs> Follow us. And my name's Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Reminder, we're going to be at Comic-Con next weekend, so make sure to follow for all the fun from there. And uh, go check out the AfterBuzz animation channel. We have videos up on there from interviews and uh, move, written reviews from Anime Expo, and we'll be adding more as well. There you go. Yeah, folks, you couldn't. I couldn't imagine two more talented or delightful people to follow down at Comic Con. So oh, make sure you later. You do Thank that. You. Thank you. Good uh, job. Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah. my bill. There you go. <laughs> uh, folks, follow me on the Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We're going to spend a couple minutes after this though doing a little spoiler Spoilers. talk. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! And here spoiler we alert. go. All right, I'm gonna sit back. There you go. Cry. You know, crawl. I would would say, yeah, as I said, out of the two was my favorite there. There is, I don't want to ruin it because you guys haven't seen it yet, but I will just say, uh, there, there is, I, I, there is a little, a couple scenes of like unbelievability in terms of the people and the gators. Like, really? Okay. But, you know, then again, I've not been around gator attacks, so I can't speak to everything. Oh, well, there you go. You know, but it still seemed like, (laughs) Mm, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it is, man, it is, it's fun. It's basically just a two person uh, interaction. You've got Barry Pepper and then you've got the uh, the person who plays his daughter there. Mm-hmm. There's a couple, she's a swimmer who's still, you know, like struggling to attain or maintain her greatness. So, you know, sometimes her speed as a swimmer, you're like, mm, okay. Okay. Really? So I feel like everybody else kind of fails. Is there something in there like she's a athlete at school and a swimmer? So then we go, sure. Yes. So it looks like she happens to be a great swimmer. So that, that plays, okay. into, yeah. plays into it at times. But there's it's one of those where it's like out of everybody that encounters gators in this film, you know, our main hero of the film just mm-hmm. happens to be the only one that's fast enough mm. to perhaps elude these gators. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you never know. Right? I guess. I mean, that's why everybody should take swim lessons now, because you never know that's when you absolutely might absolutely Swimming is story. a very important thing to know how to do. Yeah. You could be fighting a gator, and you, know? you might need to get away yep. quickly. And be in a movie. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, without saying what happens, there is an animal. There's a, a beloved pup in, in peril in this film. <gasps> no! I saw that in the trailer. I'm like, no. Does this pup make it out alive? Well, wait, we're in spoilers. Does it? I don't want to ruin it for you folks. Spoilers! Spoilers? It makes it out fine. Okay, good. Yes. Good. But I, I okay. Here's my point. I, I hate they do, do that in the trailer, though. I'm like, don't do that to me. Uh, somebody doesn't make it out with all their limbs intact. It's oh, that's the dad. That's fine. That's right. It's the dad. You think totally. so? You don't know that. It's both of them. <laughs> it's both. Yes. It's the dog. No. <laughs> no. No. Anyone but the fine. dog. Dog is fine. Okay. Uh, Stuber, man, guys, it's uh, Mia Servino comes back in this film, hey. and she's just wasted in this role. Mm. Oh, it's just the bad guy. Is and I, my, pardon my my forgetting of his name, but uh, a very uh, famous uh, martial artist there mm-hmm. in 
China? Oh, I, 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 before I even say that, I mean, I know I'm getting the country wrong, but uh, way underused in this yes. film. And, and the, the climatic battle is just so, like, for a buddy comedy movie, especially if it's like mismatched people, you've got the police yeah. plus, like, oh, it's the plumber or it's this, and it's how are these two going to actually work together to make this happen? This final battle is so under. Mm. It's not what you want out of this type of mm-hmm. film. It's like those kind of, if you want to see like a buddy cop movie or a buddy like, you know, mismatched pair movie, you want to see the big ending scene be like really crazy and over the top. This under delivers on all of that. And you just see, this was, this is the end? Okay. It's so, it's so underwhelming. Like when it, it happened, you're like, that's it? That was it? That was the end? Okay. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of Uber drivers showing up. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. Uh, it's it's so Aww. disappointing, guys. It is, and it's just not a very funny movie at all. Mm-hmm. I do have to recommend people um, to watch uh, Kumail Nanjiani in uh, The Wings. Hold on, uh, First what? We Feast, um, Hot Ones, Hot One Hundred, Hot Hot Ones, Hot Ones with Sean Evans. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. Oh yes, you know he answers questions while she's eating that stuff. Yeah, I liked him on the uh, Twilight Zone episode. Oh my gosh, he was so good in that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, Yeah, you know there was just something about which I enjoy him, but just like this, it just didn't do much for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, which I don't know if it was the writing. Yeah, the writing maybe. It just I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't click for me. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that the two had uh, the two seen a playoff was against each other, Dave Bautista and Camilla mm-hmm. and Johnny. But it's just the plot just does them no favors. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, it's a must miss at the theater. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll see you back here in two weeks after these fine, talented ladies are going to be spending a whole fun time at Comic Con, and I will be crying Yay. from a distance. But Aww. we'll be able to hear. All, make sure you watch them, follow them on social media to see everything they're getting up to, and we'll be back here in two weeks to break down all the latest films and see who's the winner of the box office bets for both Lion King and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We'll see you then. Go see some movies. <laughs> from producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.